I'm humbled this morning to get another opportunity to stand before all of you and those who are watching online to be able to share the word of God with us. And uh, I've also come here because I have a heart that is willing and desiring to receive from God. Every time, even as I minister the word of God, I allow the same word to speak to my life because the word of God is a double-edged sword. We celebrate the servant of God once again, the convener of this meeting, Levin Julian in absentia. And we also celebrate all our fathers. We have our father here, JB, Bishop JB Masinde, and our mom. Thank you very much for the love and accepting us as our sons in this generation. I also celebrate my dear wife, Reverend Naomi. Amen. She's a great blessing to my life. I hope also our newest city in Kenya, Nakuru, is represented in this meeting. Do I have people from Nakuru? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, I want to use the time that I have to continue with the message I started yesterday. And I want to share with us on how you can be able to set your personal standards. Because I believe all of us are concerned that the standards in our generation have been lowered so low that anyone who says praise the Lord, kila mtu akichukua hii microphone aseme bwana asifiwe. Huyo ameokoka anaenda binguni. Na pengine amesema bwana asifiwe kwa sababu ako kanisani because some people who just say praise the Lord when they are in the church compound, but when they are out there, they, don't, they have nothing to do with Jesus. My personal conviction is that God desires to raise the standards once again. And if anyone desires to be used of God in this season, they must consider the biblical standards not even the standards of your denomination. The standards of the Bible. Because the Bible is our operation manual. And when I lead, as I said, from Genesis to Revelation, I always see God speaking about standards for everything. Even standards for blessings. Because as much as we have promises, they are all conditional. There is a condition you must fulfill for you to receive that blessing. And so it's very, very important for us as a church to see that uh, we are up to the standards so that we don't miss the window of opportunity that God has given us in this season. Because as I say that God, our God is in a class of his own. He says, beside me, there is no other God. He told the children of Israel, if you are going to worship me, then there should be no other God. And Jesus came with the same words and he said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to hate your brother, your mother, 
uh, your sister, your brother, even your own self. Jesus was simply saying, I'll only take the first position, not the second position. This kingdom is a kingdom of divine standards. And as I say that God has given us grace, not to lower the standards, but to raise the standards. The grace is not there to be taken for granted. It is there to help us to raise the standard. Jesus said in the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and verse uh, 17. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17. That he did not come to abolish the law. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus came because there were gaps in the law. Because the law was written in tablets of stone. But he came now to change our hearts and light his laws by his spirit in our hearts. So he came to fulfill. So many people would say, oh, I don't care what was happening under the law in the Old Testament. But Jesus said, I have come to fulfill. When sometimes I look at some of the standards that God has set for priesthood. If you read the book of Leviticus, chapter 1, chapter 21, and verse 10, God has set very high standard for priesthood. He said, uh, the high priest, the one among his brothers, who has the anointing oil poured on his head, and who has been ordained to wear the priestly garments, must not let his hair become unkept. Or tear his lobes. These were standards. He must not enter a place where there is a dead body. He must not make himself unclean, even for his mother or mother. Nor leave the sanctuary of his God or desecrate it because he has been dedicated by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. Then the Bible continues to say, The woman he marries must be a virgin. Just imagine that when you are a priest and the anointing oil has been poured upon you, God set the terms and conditions for your hair, for your clothing, and even the wife you are supposed to marry. And I want to tell all the young people here, if God has called you into the work of the ministry, take care of the one who marries you. That is one of the doors that the enemy uses to destroy callings. If you don't want to be destroyed, uh, pray and tell God, show me the one I am going to marry who is compatible with my calling, with my assignment, who is going to be my helper to fulfill my divine assignment. If you jump to verse 16, I, I just want you to see that the Bible is a book of standards. The Lord said to Moses, uh-huh, Verse 17, let's continue. Say to Aaron, for the generations to come, none of your descendants who has a defect may come near to offer the food of God, of his God. No man who has any defect may come near. No man who is blind or lame or disfigured or deformed. No man with a crippled foot or hand 
or who is a hunchback or a dwarf or who has any eye defect or who has festering or running sores or damaged testicles. No descendants of Aaron, the priest, who has any defect is to come near me to present the food offerings to the Lord. He has a defect. He must not come to offer the food of his God. It may not be applied in the same way in the New Testament. But I can tell you, God is a God of standards. He set the standards of those who are going to come before him and offer the sacrifices. You may decide to lower the standards. But I can tell you, God has not changed. He still requires very high standards. And the grace of God can help us to be able to set those standards. I want to show you a number of parameters that can help you to set your personal standards. Number one, standards are set by the liberation that you have. As our father, Bishop Masinde, was teaching us here yesterday, liberation is key. God has revealed himself to each one of us differently. And God requires you to be faithful to the liberation he has given unto you. In the book of Daniel, chapter 5 and verse 22, one of the reasons Belshazzar was judged by God, it is because there are things that he knew. The Bible says, but you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself. Though you knew all this, there is something Belshazzar knew. He knew why his father or grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, was judged. But the Bible says he did not choose to humble himself. Although he knew all this, what happened to him? Verse 23, the Bible says, Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You have had the goblets from his temple. Uh-huh. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote this in the inscription. We know the inscription. This is the inscription that was written, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Palsin. This means, uh, here is what these words mean. Mene, God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Why? You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Job said, God, weigh me on your honest scales. There is a way God knows how to weigh men. And he can be able to weigh you according to what he has revealed to your life. The Bible says, the servant who knows to do his master's will. And he, has, he doesn't do it. He is beaten with many strokes. Because you know what you are supposed to do. Praise the name of the living God. What liberation have you received? Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 and verse 5. The Bible says that we should not compare ourselves. Galatians chapter 6 uh, verse 4 and verse 5. Uh, you are not supposed to compare yourself. The Bible says... Uh, each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. 
why for each one should carry their own load praise the name of the living god let me combine this with another parameter that can help you to set your standard the parameter of spiritual maturity have you ever thought of a church as a school where all the pupils, pupils and the students, they are combined in one class from baby class, PP1, PP2, grade 1 to 6, up to university, they are all seated here. So if you compare yourself with another person, and maybe the person seated next to you is in baby class. Praise the name of the living God. That is why they are chatting as the meeting continues. Praise the name of the living God. But some of us, we need to honor God with awe and reverence because of the way he has revealed himself to us. We are not at the same level of spiritual maturity. So the church is not divided like a school. People come in the same class. But they are in different grades. They are in different levels. We have some people here doing their masters spiritually. Praise the name of the living God. How do you compare with yourself with someone in PP1? Huh? And you're doing your masters. You cannot compare yourself. That is why even when you are fasting, when you are setting the standard, allow the babies to continue eating and they are fasting. Because they are babies. Praise the name of the living God. But some of you, even taking water, you need to ask heaven. Depending on the kind of fast you are taking. Praise the name of the living God. Maturity helps us to set standard. The Bible in the book of Hebrews, Paul is saying, although now you ought to be teachers, you need to be given spiritual milk. You are supposed to be at a level of maturity where you can disciple others. But now you have not been able to grow. You cannot be able to mature people uh, people who are able to take up responsibility. And remember, when we believed uh, in John 1, 12, uh, the Bible says uh, we were given power, the right to become children. But the Bible says uh, as long as a heir is a child, he cannot be given their inheritance. Inheritance uh, is not given to children. Praise the name of the living God. So it is kept for you until uh, when you are mature. And that is why the Bible says uh, in Romans 8 14, uh, as many as are led by the spirit uh, of the living God, they are the sons. So you must learn how to live uh, a spirit-led life for you to receive uh, your inheritance. Some of you, you want to receive your inheritance and you have not matured to know how to be led of the Holy Spirit because it is a spirit who has a master plan, the blueprint for your destiny. He said, separate me, Paul, 
and Barnabas for the work I have called them to do. He knows your assignment. He knows your mandate. He knows uh, how he can be able to position you in the light geographical position where you can be able to receive uh, your inheritance, but you have not been able to mature your spiritual senses. You know, when babies are born, they are, they are, their physical senses are not mature. But as they glow, their physical senses mature. That is the same case with our spiritual life. Our spiritual senses need to mature that we can hear from God. For my sheep hear leather, my voice. Praise the name of the living God. So the question is, what is the level of your maturity? How can you afford to compare yourself with others? There are people who have lived in the church for 10, 20 years, but they have never grown spiritually. Spiritual maturity is not about age. It's not even about when you are born again. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Some of you, you are doing your first project because you need to graduate. And your project is your husband. Praise the name of the living God. And the angels in heaven have already defended that project. And they have said, uh, the way this man, woman is wired and the assignment, this is a project they are going to undertake. I remember back, I was taking a project in leadership. Spiritual project. And I had so many challenges in ministry. I learned away with a good excuse. But God spoke to me and he told me, go back to my school. Because I was doing a project and I had to qualify for the next level. Where are you spiritually? What is the level of your maturity? Because you are supposed to set uh, your standards as per your level of maturity. When we speak, when children speak, Paul said, uh, when I was a child, I did as a child. I spoke like a child. But when I grew up, everything changed. My actions, the way I speak. You know, some people, how they speak is because they are children. When you mature, you speak God's language. God's language is a positive language. He calls things which are not as if they were. They are words you don't allow them to come out of your mouth because you know that words have the power of life and death. So you don't speak careless words. What is the level of your maturity? Another parameter that helps you to set your standard is your calling, is your mandate, is your assignment in this life. The Bible says that we are supposed to live a life that is worthy of the calling that we have received. Praise the name of the living God. And the Bible says that uh, when gifts were given, uh, grace was apportioned. That means there is a grace upon my life because of the calling uh, that I have received from God. And I'm supposed to set my standards as per that calling. So I don't compare myself with other people. They may be holding the same title, but it's not about titles. Praise the name of the living God. There is something more than the titles. I remember when God spoke to me about being called into the apostolic ministry. I took 
10 years before I was even ordained into that apostolic office. And I am not even yet there. Do you know the calling, the mandate God has given to you so that you may be able to set your standard as per that calling so that you are able to know that as Jesus was supposed to take a cup because of his assignment to redeem us, there is also a cup I must also be able to partake because of the assignment and the mandate that is upon my life. May you receive the grace to set your standard and not compare yourself with anyone else. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are in a church where we compare ourselves with other people. Even when we are giving, Jesus said, this woman has given more than everyone else. Because everyone else, they give money out of their leeches. But this woman has given all that she had for her living. She set her standard. Not because she gave a lot of money. But according to the level of blessing upon her life. She was able to set a standard. You don't just give a thousand shillings. Because it is the biggest note. Because God does not just look at what you are dropping in the offering bag. He looks at what he has given unto you. Before he receives what you are giving to him. He knows the level he has laced you. Many people can write checks anywhere else, but not in church. Because in church, who else is writing checks? But what is your standard? If God has raised you to a certain level, the Bible says, because you not serve me with joy in times of prosperity, then shall you serve your enemies. God has an expectation. Every time he is raising you, he has an expectation over your life that you are going to be fruitful. You are going to be useful. Lead at your own time. The Bible in the book of Isaiah chapter 5. Every time God is helping your life to rise, he is doing it with an expectation that you are going to be fruitful in the kingdom. And that is why you must set your standard according to the level of blessing that God has given unto you. That every time money is being laced in a church, it will be a shame for people to struggle to buy an equipment of 20000 And you know that you can get into a hotel and spend 20000 and you don't feel it. But when it comes to the church, you say we need to do a fundraising. Whereas, you know, this is something I can lift my hand and tell my bishop, do not be worried about that. Continue preaching. I'll take care of it. Praise the name of the living God. Because it's not pride. It's not showing off. It is taking responsibility. Because, you know, God has raised me to a certain level where I can be able to take uh, certain uh, responsibilities uh, in the kingdom. Receive the grace today. And take your position in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to speak to those who have a calling upon their life. May you set your standard. And callings, when we talk about callings, many people think it's just about those who have been called to preach. No. The church now is going to take all the mountains of influence. We are going for the seven mountains. God is positioning men and women everywhere. 
That is why even as we are going on here, there are other people in a business meeting this morning. Why? Because God is preparing the church uh, to take all the mountains. These are not the days uh, we always concentrated uh, with the mountain of faith. Uh, and we became so spiritual. Na tukaimba nyimbo ambazo tukasema, goboka raini. Sijui ni kusema nini sasa. Na Greek. Bwana sana. That I'm going to fry and live in the air. No, you cannot fry and live in the air. You need to come back here and own a plot and build a house. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. And so we must train the church. Because the Bible says in Mount Zion, the house of Jacob will possess their possessions. We must be able to, to, to possess our possession. We are living in a season of wealth transfer. God is transferring uh, the wealth of the wicked uh, to the righteous. And when God is transferring the wealth, uh, it's not about their money in the bank account. Uh, it is a means uh, they use to get resources. Uh, God is bringing a shake-up uh, so that there can be divine exchange. Praise the name of the living God. So some people are being called in the marketplace. Some people are being called uh, in the mountain of governance. Like Daniel. Daniel was called in the mountain of governance. And he prayed three times every day. He set a very high standard of spirituality. Though he was called in the mountain of governance. Some people think you only need to be spiritual when you are in the mountain of faith. But I can tell you, there are even greater battles in the other mountains. There are battles uh, in the mountain of business uh, because there are people who have raised uh, their altars there. Praise the name of the living God. Kuna mtu moja alisema, wa kristo ni mboga kwetu. Kwa sababu sisi tukona majini na wao hawana roho. Yani Christians are like cabbage to us. Because we have our own uh, water spirits, but they don't have the Holy Spirit. So if you are not well equipped because of the calling, because of the mandate, you don't know how to pray, you don't know how to fast, you don't know how to wage warfare, you are going to be fought and you are going to compromise and you are going to leave your faith for you to be able to excel, not in God's way, not in kingdom way. But you are, you are going to lose your faith. And then continue exerting in that mountain. But Jesus said, what will it profit a man if you receive the whole world and you lose uh, your own soul? So you need to know how to excel in the area of your calling. May you receive the grace to set the standard uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, and know that when I rise higher, there will be higher devils uh, that are going to come to me in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, remember when Daniel was praying, uh, it was the prince of Persia that he was saying, this man cannot receive his answer to his prayer. And he was in the mountain of governance. But he was able to fight and he was able to receive victory. I want to declare that you are also going to receive victory. As you set your standard up. He was on a 21 day fast. 
Very rarely you, had, you hear people in business, in, in governance, and in other areas of calling, uh, saying that I am in a long fast because I need God to vindicate me the battles I am facing. Time to learn to your pastor may not be there always. And if it is there, there is your personal sacrifice and commitment that is required. May you set your standard. When you know that God has called me to rise in this area, may you bless yourself and fortify yourself with the graces uh, that will be required uh, for you to be able to rise uh, in that area of calling. Uh, because we are in a season, a ripe season, a kairos moment, when God wants to raise men and women who are going to represent him uh, in every mountain, for the mountain of the Lord's temple will be lifted as a chief among all the mountains. And the nation will stream and they will come to the mountain of the Lord. The mountain of faith is the highest mountain. Because life is spiritual. The mountain of faith commands all the other mountains. And that is why when we come to church, the Bible says those who go to Zion, they shall move from strength to strength. They shall be clothed with the power that they require to go and conquer their mountain. May you receive the grace that you need to go and conquer. After this conference, I commission you, I release you, that you may go and conquer your mountain. Caleb said, yes, I was 40 years when God gave me a promise. But even now, I am still strong. Joshua Give me my mountain, the mountain that the Lord promised me. Oh, it doesn't matter how many years you have been there, but may God give you the strength in the mountain name of Jesus. Go and take your mountain in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't surrender your mountain. Because of age. Because you have been there for a long time. God is going to use the young and the old. That is what Joel promised. That the outpouring of the Spirit will be both to the young and to the old. There will be no even servants. There will be no social status. Everyone can be used of God in this season if they are willing to set the right standards that are required for their mandate. May you receive the grace that you require. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, and tell God, uh, I am going to set my own standards. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, the Jesus we are talking about, the Messiah, who was anointed. Uh, the Bible says when time came, uh, he went to John the Baptist. Uh, and number one, he was baptized uh, to fulfill all righteousness. Uh, and after that, uh, the Bible says the Spirit of God came upon him. Uh, and he led him to the desert uh, to fast uh, for 40 days. Uh, and after 40 days, uh, he said, uh, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Even Jesus was able to set a standard. For him to be on a mountain for 40 days. To receive the anointing for his mandate, for his assignment. Some people will say, oh Jesus fasted for me. But the same Jesus said, whoever wants to follow me, they must also carry their cross and follow me. Praise the name of the living God. Jesus has opened the door for us. But he is telling us also, 
come and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, if I'm here and I give uh, some ingredients to cook a cake to each one of you, what is required to cook a cake? Wheat flour, eggs, milk, sugar, baking powder. You know, some men are wondering, are all these things put in a cake? So if you give them to a man to go and bring a cake back to you, they are going to cook a pancake. Because working it out will be a tall order for some people to be able to cook a cake. There are some ingredients, the promises that we have been given that are supposed to help us now to rise in this kingdom. We must be able to work them out. The Bible says that the new covenant has superior promises than the old covenant. But how do you activate these promises and cause them to become a reality and walk in them? There must be a way to be able to set uh, our standards. I am here to pray that God will give me the grace and God will give you the grace uh, to be able to set the standards uh, that are required of you. When God saved me, I was a youth. I was about 20 years of age. And you know, as a young person, the way you want to play around with things and you are not serious, God came and spoke to me and he told me, Kemani, if you want me to be serious with you, you must be serious with me. There are standards I require from you because of what you carry. I didn't know what I carried. I thought I was just an ordinary person. I thought I just came to be saved and go to heaven. But you see, God has a special plan for each one of us. That is why you don't need to compare yourself. There is a special plan for you. And you need to download that plan. And tell God what is required for me to fulfill this plan. And to become all that you want me to be. I started downloading my divine plan. Sometimes I felt it's like I'm not up to the task. Sometimes I felt intimidated by the things that God was speaking to me. I felt I don't deserve. I felt I cannot make it. But God spoke to me and he told me, your sufficiency is in me. Your sufficiency is not in yourself. Your sufficiency is in God. It is God who helps you to build the capacity that is required for you to fulfill your mandate and your assignment. If you depend on yourself, you are going to be overwhelmed. If you depend on the arm of the flesh, you are going to give up. By the time I started opening up my life to God, he started changing my life. I was a warm. I was weak. I was timid. I was fearful. I was not the kind of people who could stand before people and speak. But God started changing my life. He started transforming my life. 
and helping me to build the capacity that was required for me to be able to fulfill the mandate. And even today, I'm still working out those standards. Paul said, one thing I do is I forget what is behind and I press on that I may get hold of that which Christ Jesus has gotten hold for me. You must continue pressing on in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, church, let us raise a bar higher that when you say you are born again, people will see and they will say, this is a different person from how we knew him. This person has set very high standards of salvation. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 1. The Bible says, Isaiah 62 and verse 1. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet. Till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. God will not be silent uh, until our light shines, uh, until our salvation shines uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, when your light shines, uh, it is your success uh, that is going to shine uh, and cause men uh, to come to Jesus, uh, to be attracted to Jesus. I say you can preach the gospel by intimidation, by telling people if you don't get saved, you are going to go to hell. But you can also preach the gospel by attraction. When people see the light in your life, the success in your life, when people see how God has been able to change you and to lift you, for the Bible says, because you have hated wickedness and you have loved righteousness, the Lord your God has anointed you with an anointing of joy to lift you above your companions. When God uh, starts lifting you up uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, they shall come uh, and hold your hand uh, and tell you, we need your God. Uh, we have seen uh, how he has raised you from a humble beginning. Uh, we need to know the secret uh, of your life uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, you are right, uh, must shine uh, in this generation. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, let your eyes shine uh, among men uh, so that they may see the good deeds uh, that you have done uh, and they'll be able to see that it is the Lord who is helping you and they shall love the Lord your God and they will desire to follow him. Not because they are intimidated to go to hell, but because they love what the Lord is doing with your life. They are watching your space. And they can see your light is shining brighter and brighter. Praise the name of the living God. Even after this conference, may your light continue to shine brighter and brighter and brighter in the name of Jesus until the full dawn, until you reach the, the, the peak of your destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, give us the grace to set the standards of our salvation to set the standards of our calling uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, the mandate you have given us uh, requires a certain standard uh, of commitment. Paul told Timothy, give uh, thyself holy and everyone will see your progress when you are committed uh, to your cause. 
when you are dedicated the bible says diligent hands will rule when you are diligent and you are not slothful in business god will cause you to rise up in the mighty name of jesus and to take your possession in the mighty name of jesus as we continue to grow and leave space for the younger ones who are coming there is a great harvest that god wants to bring into the church but it will be very unfortunate when the young ones who are born again, when they come in the church and they see our strife, they see our jealousy, they see our division, they see our infighting, and then they'll be wondering, why did we end up in the church? It's better where we were. Because drunkards are friends. Praise the name of the living God. They buy beer for one another. Even when they don't know one another. Praise the name of the living God. Some drunkards have felt a lot of warmth in the nightclubs. So when they come in the church and they find, find us uh, full of jealousy, praise the name of the living God, and fighting, what are they going to do? And they have been watching you for the last 10, 20 years, and they decide to follow you in the church. But when they land into the church, uh, they come to find that we are not yet changed. Praise the name of the living God. A story is given of a prostitute who decided to be born again. And he went to a church. She went to a church. But surprisingly, she found that one of her customers is a leader in the church. And now she was wondering, what do I do? I have found my customer here. What a shame. Praise the name of the living God. What a shame. Praise the name of the living God. The church must raise a bar in this season. And that is where the Bible says judgment will first begin in the house of God. In the book of Ezekiel, the destroying angel was told, begin with the elders who are sitting in front there. Why? Because they are responsible. They did not stand in the gap. They did not lead the way. They did not do what was necessary to be done for salvation to be experienced in the land. When people follow you, you are way of life. Paul was telling Timothy, follow my way of life. Praise the name of the living God. Watch me what I do. Live the kind of life that I live. But in our generation, it is the end that justifies the means, but not the means that justifies the end. In our generation, people don't care. You can do anything for you to rise. You can do anything for you to fill members in your church. It doesn't matter how you manipulate or where you get the powers from. As long as you have a following, it's okay. The means does not matter. But I want to tell you, the means is your testimony. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. God wants to raise you in a way that you can stand before men and testify. This is how I walked with God. This is how I passed the test. Praise the name of the living God. Hallelujah. This is how I was able to fight my battles. This is how I got where I am. The means is your testimony. Praise the name of the living God. How will people come and benchmark with your life? 
if you cannot be able to explain to them of your walk with God and how you got where you are. Praise the name of the living God. May God give us a grace uh, to raise the bar from today. That is my prayer for the church in Kenya that we are not going to miss uh, this great door that God has opened for us. Uh, as I said yesterday, I'm still very happy that God is speaking the same prophecies uh, he spoke 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that Kenya is a springboard of revival. And God is still watching uh, and he is saying, uh, this is your time, Kenya. Rise up uh, and become uh, what I wanted you to be. It has also been my cry that I will not miss my original purpose uh, because uh, I know that in this kingdom you can lose uh, your original purpose. Praise the name of the living God. Esther was told uh, if you are not willing to pay the cost, if you are fearing, God will raise another person. These people are not going to perish, uh, but you and your family are going to suffer. If Kenya will miss uh, her opportunity to become what God has called us to be. We are going to suffer as a nation. And God can still go to another place uh, and raise the people who love him uh, and are willing uh, to serve his purposes. Uh. Kenya, may we raise the bar of salvation. Uh. May we commit ourselves uh, to raise the standards uh, and set the standards uh, of our mandate, uh, of our assignment. Uh. There are so many things that are counterfeit uh, in our generation. Uh. Paul spoke about counterfeit apostles. Uh. That means uh, we could have people in their calling uh, but they are just counterfeiter in the mighty name of Jesus. But God is raising the original version in the name of Jesus of every calling, of every officer, of every mandate in the name of Jesus. May you become an original version in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be a counterfeit. I will set the standards that are required of me. Can you open your mouth wherever you are and tell God, uh, I refuse to be a counterfeit believer, a counterfeit minister. I am here, Lord. Uh, I, will, I will set the standards uh, that are required of me in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, some of you, God has been speaking to you of what you are supposed to do, but you feel uh, as if it's not manageable, it's not doable. May you receive the grace to set the required standards uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, for your ministry in the name of Jesus uh, as a believer sometimes you wonder who to call for salvation uh, because even them that are born again uh, oh my God uh, the standards are too low Shatara Baganda Rimahanda and we keep on having the same people in the altar call uh, we keep on having the same people answering the salvation altar call uh, because every time the word is preached uh, they see themselves as in a mirror and they see they have not been able to set uh, the right standards. Uh. But I declare upon you today, may God give you the grace uh, to set the required standards. Uh. Those who are watching me, those who are in this arena, I pray for grace uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh. Yes, uh, that prophetic office uh, must be occupied uh, by authentic prophets uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh. People who can receive from God uh, and they can expose uh, the plans of the enemy even in the whole nation uh, so that the enemy is not able to hide uh, in our nation uh, as it was in the time of Elisha. 
that Elisha was able to expose uh, the plans of the enemy. May God raise uh, authentic prophets uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, who are able to, uh, to expose uh, the agendas of the enemy. May God raise authentic apostles. Uh, the apostolic ministry is being restored back to the church uh, because the same ministry that was used uh, to usher in the church uh, is being restored back uh, to prepare the church uh, for the second coming uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, may God raise authentic teachers. Uh, oh my God. Uh, the Bible says when Israel did not have one to teach the law, they did not have the true God. Uh, how shall we have the true God in our generation uh, when we don't have teachers? Uh, I have had many few... I have had few people saying, uh, I have been called to be a teacher. Doesn't mean there are no teachers in our time. Uh, may God help us to occupy this office again. Uh, God is restoring uh, the teaching anointing uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, so that we may be able to rise uh, and teach uh, the unadulterated gospel uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Have mercy, Lord, that what you want me to become... Uh, I'll not be a counterfeiter. I'll be an original. I'll be a true representation of what heaven want me to be. You'll not be asking uh, whom shall I send uh, because I'll be prepared. Uh, I'll be sanctified. Uh, I'll be set apart. Uh, I'll be holy. Prepare to do every good work. Rima. Reka baganda bashandaba, reka baganda rabashandaba, reka baganda. Rise up on your feet wherever you are. Shatara baganda. As I pray this final prayer, Shatara baganda. I have a cry in my heart uh, that the standard will be raised once again. Uh, that when we have a gathering, uh, even when we gather in our churches, uh, it will not just be an, uh, another gathering, uh, but we are going to see the hand of God. Uh, we are going to see the glory of God. Uh, when I see the dedication of the temple, that even the priests themselves, uh, they were not able to stand uh, because the glory of the Lord uh, Feel the temple. Shall we see the glory of God again? Uh, feeling the temple. Feeling our houses of worship. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, that no one is able to stand. Uh, because the cloud of glory is so heavy. And the Lord has taken over the service. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, because we have consecrated ourselves. Uh, as it was said of Moses. Uh, when the Israelites were supposed to meet God. Uh, Moses was told, uh, consecrate the people in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, prepare them uh, that they can be able to meet with me. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, can we prepare a people who are ready to meet their maker? In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, but not a people. When their maker appears, uh, they are going to run out of the church. Uh, when the glory appears, uh, they are going to find their way out. Uh, may God prepare us. Uh, that we may raise the standards uh, even in our churches, uh, even in our congregations. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, may God uh, raise the people who are going to restore the required standards uh, without compromise. God is building a church uh, within the church. Uh, he spoke to us the, the other day and he told us uh, 
there is a church he is building uh, within the church uh, there is a church uh, that is emerging uh, within the church uh, there are uh, people that he is raising uh, for the bible says uh, when he comes uh, he'll be like a refiner's fire or like a roundless soap uh, so that he can prepare a people who can offer sacrifices unto him as it was in the beginning. He is coming back. But he is going to come back as a refiner of silver. Like around a sopa that he can prepare people who are going to offer sacrifices as it was in the beginning. Sacrifices that are going to be acceptable before him uh, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh. Father, I thank you for giving me an opportunity to deliver the word uh, that you put in my heart uh, for Emma Festa. In the mighty name of Jesus, uh, oh God, uh, may you take this word uh, even by, the, by your Holy Spirit uh, and take your people deeper and deeper in meditation uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Holy Spirit now, take this word uh, and in meditation uh, speak to us individually not comparing ourselves uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, and help us Lord uh, to set uh, the standards uh, that you require oh God uh, somebody is reasoning uh, and they already have heard from you oh God uh, even those who are watching online uh, from different parts of the world uh, I declare and declare that in the name of Jesus uh, there is a church uh, that is rising uh, within the church uh, there is a remnant uh, in the mighty name of Jesus uh, there is a remnant 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 uh, in the mighty name of Jesus they have not bowed their knee to any idol they have not bowed their knee to any bar. And they are saying, Lord, here I am. Send me. Lord, I pray for them. That they shall not give up. They shall not feel that the standards are too high. Because your grace is sufficient. For it is not by mind nor by power. That none of us is going to be discouraged. Because you are a God of standards. And you don't lower your standards. You only give us grace. To set those standards. Because the scriptures cannot be broken. Help us Lord. I commission everyone who have heard this word. To go and set their standards. After this lemma fest. Let there be transformation. You have, been, you have called us to be like Jesus. To be transformed oh God. Let that grace of transformation rest upon the church. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.